We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Welcome to the very pre-beginning of Twisting the Wind. But before we get started, hi, I'm Johnny Pemberton. This is Twisting the Wind. Let me tell you about something that is our sponsor for today's episode, adamandeve.com. That's right, adamandeve.com. They provide all sorts of things that are not necessarily indicative of their name, but it's sort of like a name like Adam and Eve. Wait, isn't that a Bible thing? No. Well, it is a Bible thing, but this is about the thing that they got in trouble with, which was fucking so you can do that too and maybe incur the wrath of God. How great would that be? How great would that be to you, so powerful, you incurred the wrath of God? You can do it now for cheaper because you go to adamandeve.com and you enter the special Twisting the Wind promo code, which is WIND, and you get 50% off just about any item. That's 50% off. That's also known as half off. Also, you get three free adult DVDs, also known as porno. Those are free. Those are free. Plus, a free extra gift that I don't even know what it is. It's, so, it's like a thing where if I were to say it with showing a picture, also known as showing it, it would be covered in a black box because it is X-fucking-rated. And you also get free shipping and the whole thing, okay? So that's 50% off just about any item. Three free adult DVDs. A free extra little gift. Who knows? And free shipping on the whole goddamn lot of it. All you have to do is go to adamandeve.com, enter the promo code WIND, WIND. This is the kind of thing, you used to not be able to do this a long time ago. You used to not be able to order this crap online. Now you can. It's not crap. When I say crap, I mean like stuff. Because I mean like, you know, you used to have to go into a store and look some person in the face. You have to be present in the same physical universe as them as you purchase these things that you're haven't yet figured out how to not be embarrassed about but this this is you're you're this is like a boost this is a booster this is a booster rocket into the sexual freedom cosmos you just go on there oh man i went on there it's easy to to get carried away so get carried away adamandeve.com promo code win 50% off three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift plus free shipping W-I-N-D 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 promo code adamandeve.com now begins twisting the one thing
Master, how the Joker died, but most likely was killed by Michelle Williams. Why? The question is why did the Joker get killed by Michelle Williams? What was her motivation to kill the Joker? Part of the best film ever made in modern American days, Batman. Why did the Joker die at the hand of Michelle <laughs> Laughter is the correct response. Laughter is always the correct response in any situation. Understand that now. If you understand that now, going forward, things are going to move a lot smoother here. Now you've entered Twisting the Wind Zone, Hot Stuff, Hot Buffet. A buffet guaranteed not only exclusive for magicians, but all those interested in practicing magical act. Uh, Acts. Magical Axe. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is Johnny Pemberton. Right now, we're in a deep experimental mode. Technically, physical, real reality. I'm standing up. I've got a lot of knobs, you know, to make myself feel semi-important. Like I'm a DJ in Vegas getting paid 80 grand every time I touch uh, one of those electronic mixing consoles. That's basically what we're doing here right now. This is live to tape, as they used to call it back in Bob Hope days. Here... Live to tape on Twisting the Wind episode, what will be number 41. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being in this live moment. I'm standing up right now. I just took a breath in. I'm standing up. I'm physically standing. That's the kind of energy I'm piping into here right now. And all of a sudden, just now as I was saying that, I started to feel like I'm in like a telethon. That's what this feels like now, a telethon. Remember those kids, telethons? They get that really big fat girl who thought she could sing, I want to take a sentimental journey. And she was flat the whole time, but you didn't really know what that meant, but your mom did, and it was late at night. And, you know, Jerry Lewis is out there. Maybe not. Maybe it's a local telethon. That's what we're basically doing now. I'm just reenacting the telethon. But it's not for a cause, really. It's just the cause of your soul and my soul and everything at the same time. Because we we know, when I say we, I mean me, now know that we are owned by China. China is going to, they have the power. They, they have their, it's up to the, <laughs> up to the hilt. Okay. But seriously, thanks you, thank you for being here on Twisting the Wind. Thanks for coming back. And you're probably a repeat offender. If you're new to the first time, thanks for um, listening to the ad at the beginning and thanks for um, already going to that website and patronizing them. If you're uh, also wanting to touch down in a Delta Dream fog style, feel free to reach out interconnectivity style and go to twistingthewind at gmail.com. That's an email address. Do that. Also, go to feralaudio.com and buy massive amounts of shit through our Amazon portal. How this works is Amazon.com is a website. You've heard of it. They're based in Switzerland and they have, they're not subject to international laws, which is just, that's a whole other thing. But for some reason, that's able to benefit us because you go and you buy your hot tub couch. You buy your, I don't know, your electronic legal potato gun. You buy your case of birth control pregnancy test kits. Go ahead, buy a case of pregnancy test kits. They're, you're going to need it. 
you might as well, if you need, well, here's the deal. If you've ever needed one pregnancy test, if you ever needed one pregnancy test kit, if you ever needed one pregnancy test kit, if you ever needed like one pregnancy test kit, hi, I'm your nurse, Jenna, and here's the deal. If you ever think you thought you're gonna be pregnant, you're probably gonna think you thought you're gonna be pregnant again. Hi, I'm the doctor. I heard you thought you might be pregnant, but don't worry. Everything's going to be fine now because you bought a case of pregnancy test kits on Amazon.com using the Feral Audio Amazon portal. Look, I know, I know as a doctor I'm not supposed to laugh, but I did. And that's because it's the future and I'm mostly cyborg. And the truth is, is that I am a human, but I just have my voice heavily affected with a digital flanger. That's all. Now we're all back here and everything's fine. So that's that was the Amazon.com portion of the introduction. So do that. Go to feralaudio.com. Really dip it, dip in deep. Do a deep dip. Get your psychic balls out and rub them on the keyboard and buy some... Buy some books. <laughs> it's funny because that's actually a great place to buy books. It really is. I bought a lot of books recently from them. It was good. So do that. Also go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. It's super easy. All you gotta do is just like go over there and like, you know, just blah, 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 blah. just rub it all around and see what see what sticks and see what you know, just say what you want. Just say what you want. Say a bad thing. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you want to say a bad thing. But if you do, save it for like a clip on a YouTube excisement of the podcast. People have excised pieces of the podcast and they put it on YouTube. Save it. Save your negative comment for that. But if you want to say something glowing and precious and like a like a flower and this it's busting through that crust of snow and in March where you live, are you like a crocus baby? Are you a fucking crocus? Do you like bust through the snow even though winter isn't even about to be finished? Are you a fucking crocus? Then get up there and stick your fucking purple head and pop up through that crusty snowbank and bloom out into the fucking universe, bitch. Fucking do it. Bust your crocus out into the snowbank and do a rate and review on iTunes. All this fucking beautiful, glorious talk style is on the name of boosting the numbers. Yeah, so that's all we want. Thank you so much. Also, go to my fucking website and see where I'm going to be in your local area, which technically right now is still just L.A., so that's all I have to say right now. Um,
Okay, go, go ahead and, and go, okay, go ahead and loop that. What I just did, go ahead and loop that. And now go back in the podcast and replay it and then um I'll talk over it and it'll be really great. So thank you so much for being here on Twisting the Wind. I'm just going to keep thanking. That's sort of like my reflex is just thank you. You know, it's not a bad reflex to use in life. It's just you don't know what to say, just say thanks. Cuz chances are That's true. Chances are that's true. That was brought to you by Growlers. Growlers, when you think something's wrong, just let out a growl. Brought to you by Growlers. Growlers, a new thing where if you don't want to bark, don't want to shout, don't want to talk, don't want to reach out and touch somebody, just give a human growl. It's the same as other things. It's just the same, more like an animal. Growl. Brought to you by animals. Animals knew it for thousands of years. You can do it too. Growl. Take multiple sounds that come out of your vocal cords and stack them together to create a sort of a chord, a C-H-O-R-D chord, and do a throat sing. That's all growling is. It's just throat singing for dogs. Brought to you by here, Twisting the Wind, also known as AKA, also known as LKA, also known as the Executive Buffet. Here is your Captain Tom Berenger here to settle a fucking score for you right now, Dick Jack. Okay. Donnie Jeffcoat in the house, ready to fucking dock into your space fuck, and here soon we'll have a guest. There may not be a phone call today, okay? Seriously, there might not be a phone call because we're trying out a new live extraction experiment where we, we get the liquid out at a cold temperature. It's a fucking cold extraction technique. It's new. They do this for like high-grade methamphetamines and also weed extracts. It's a cold extraction technique, so just let us try it out once. But I promise we'll be blasting back during the ether soon. As soon as I get my fucking van fixed... Coming up next here is the amazingly lovely, hilarious, and super stargazing blast-off freak machine, Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling. Beth Stelling. Beth. Beth Stelling. Okay. All right. Beth just uh, broke my computer. Uh, <laughs> that was not me. Uh, hey, guys. If you're just joining us here now, we're, the podcast has begun. Actually, began actually began before you arrived. But um, my computer's down. <laughs> no, it's not broken. Uh, well, hi, Beth. Welcome. Hey, thank you. How's it going? Good. I didn't break the computer. I know you didn't. A, it's also, I just want everybody else break. to know. Yeah. I can't. If a computer could break that way, then... Um, We'd, I have to say. I, I have good luck with products. Do I really you? do. I have good product luck in terms of not breaking. Oh, my, I can't. It's too much latency for me, so... Yeah. I'm good. Hey! <laughs> Best selling is here, everyone. Best selling. Um, that's just the timer. So okay. when that when that hits three on I the left, it. I'll leave. Oh, it's not. It's oh. you don't leave. It's like this place oh. kind of like it turns uh, ninety degrees and it just sort of becomes like you ever seen Inception? I have it's seen like that. It. It's like an airplane. It's like an airplane that's diving. It's that's whole why room. These are a little that's why this padded. the walls are padded. So it's like a thing where. When that does happen, we're okay. It's not a big deal. So there's a little tip there yeah. that did the computer. So how's it going? Good. I've been traveling a ton. You have? That's I right. I just got back from New York City. You've been traveling a ton. A ton. A, a big ton. bunch. New York shatty. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in New York? 
Uh, New York Comedy Festival started oh, yesterday or Wednesday. What does that mean? Um, it's Wednesday it's a Mayor through Bloomberg Sunday. Thing or what? It's a Mayor Bloomberg thing. He right. hosts all the shows. He does. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they bring in great. all the other mayors to do sets, but I got to do one. You got to do it in front of the mayor or was it like part of the mayor thing? It's like in front of the mayor because he's the host, but also mm-hmm. all the other mayors from nice. a bunch of different states. Come. Do you have like any sort of like life experience with mayors? Like, is that something that you grew up with, or what's 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 your you know, relationship to mayors? I mostly just see it on signs. Is my, see it on signs. Yeah. Like when you arrive at like let's say Baltimore, or let's you yeah. arrive at like Poughkeepsie, or let's say like, you arrive at like the Honorable. There's a place called Pemberton in New there Jersey. There is. There's also one in in, Man- in Manitoba or in Saskatchewan or someplace in Canada. Did you go to Pemberton? No, I just drove by it and mm. I snapped a shot Ow! for you. Oh, that's right. You sent me a picture, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And then it says, the Honorable Mayor, somebody welcomes you. It's not Pemberton. It's not. Mayor. No, no, no. It's too bad. They didn't. You, none of, nobody in your family has no. risen to that occasion. Riz, oh, it's risen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah risen definitely. to the occasion. No one has. To New Jersey. My family is a bunch of failures. None of us could get enough together to uh, get it together to be a mayor to of, a, of a town bearing our name. I bet that'd probably be so easy. Oh my God, I bet that'd be such an easy thing just to move. Like, let's say there's a town called Stelling. It's like mm-hmm. 5,000 people in Wyoming. You just move there, live there for like a year, you know, just live just, off savings and then just blow it all out on a campaign. It's like, running like, on the basis that, like, my name yeah. is this town. Hey, hey, <laughs> who knows Stelling better than a Stelling? <laughs> that's it. People will be like, well, I guess that's true. I'll vote for her. <laughs> well, shit. Nobody would run against me. No. It'd be too intimidating. Because it's mayoral. It's like not really political. It's more just like a... That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm not super political. Right. And also, I can't really... I don't know exactly what a mayor actually does. A mayor. mayor. I think meant a mirror. That would be great. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. You don't know how a mirror works. Like... I constantly you know, stare into them. Nothing happens. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Like, who is that? Per- it's me. I know it's me, but I don't get the same effect as other people. I don't know how it works. I just don't understand mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> Mayors. Mirrors. What do they do? Yeah. I mean, they represent the town. Yeah, I do. Like that. They do like. I guess they cut ribbons. Attend events, cut ribbons, take little scoops um, of land. They do stuff with the police, I think. A little scoop of land? Yeah, scoop of land, cutting ribbons. You can do those at the same time if you want to, I think. You can scoop and cut. Break bottles on ends of boats? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. It's a lot of action. Yeah. Mayoral action style. I like your... Oh, yeah. These are my Quebec socks. Fleur de Lee. I got these in Quebec last time. I've never time. been. There you have. have Quebec? Oh, that's yeah, from Montreal. That's how we know each other. It's because we were at the Sorry. Montreal Comedy Festival at in the same head, time. In my head, my head went immediately like I haven't oh. been exactly to. Yeah, Montreal Quebec. is a principality that exists right. inside of Quebec. It's like guys, Rome. I know. It's like <laughs> I knew that. It's like Vatican City. Yeah, <laughs> I um, knew that. That is how we met. Where are you from? Ohio. 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 I knew that. I was going to say that. I hope every question you ask, you just also say it with. But me. I say it like not with you. I kind of like a say it in a weird conjunction, <sighs> like. Uh, I was having a, like, oh, yeah. it's like an improv game. Like, um, so what's your what's your favorite food, Beth? Rice, right, and rice, curry. rice, rice, curry, curry rice. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, and what's your what, if you could visit any country? What country would you visit? I'd like to go to, to France. France, probably. France, France, definitely France. How did yeah. you know that? I just see. I I just rem- always remember it right at the the moment. At the last minute, you're yeah. a, you're an under pressure kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So what, I am what, too. If you were to buy a certain brand of washer or dryer, what brand would that be? 
Um, probably the Maytag. Maytag, see? Yeah, God. <laughs> we've talked about that before. Oh, I know. You have a good memory. Yeah, we've always talked quite a bit about, you know, given if everything, being all things being equal at the end of the day, it is what it is, and if the cards shake out where they may, what would you do in a perfect world if you had a million dollars? Oh. And it's Maytag, Maytag France, Ohio, pizza. <laughs> Did <laughs> you say pizza? Yeah, I didn't say pizza. No, I just That's what the answer to the million dollars, though. <laughs> That's just like the – if I ever think about what's someone's favorite food. You oh, a, rice and curry. So. Oh, rice and curry. Yeah, yours is original. But you remember as a kid how, like, that was the, always the answer? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it – what do you like as a kid? What do you – Pizza. Your, what's your favorite thing? It's pizza. Yeah. What do you – what's your favorite food? Pizza. Hobbies. Pizza. And what are you my dog. scared of? My, do- my dog. No. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza and my dog. dog. Did you grow up with a dog? Yeah. What was its name? Her name was Shelby. 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 We had a Wills. Wills? We, yeah, like he, he was, we were being clever. He was a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh, oh, those are nice. Those are brown. Brown and white. Brown and white. Mm-hmm. Blemon, they call it. Blemon. They're, that's the orangish color. Okay. Blemon. They're a little more popular now than they used to be about yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. Same with uh, a lot of dogs. It's weird that dogs have fads. This th- so there's a fad, is there not, of this Cavalier King Charles thing? I guess so. But I mean, obviously the I French bulldog like is very big. Six. That's right. French bulldog is huge. I saw those all over New York. Brussels Griffon has become big. I don't. I can't picture what that is. It's like um, imagine like the face of a French bulldog with less wrinkles, less bat ears and more like a wire terrier with arms like a like a like a fucking chimpanzee (laughs) i don't mean like a chimp like it's like a chimp i mean like they're straight and long so they're weird looking dogs brussels griffin brussels griffon i don't know how you say it but they it's kind of dog where it's like what the hell is that is that like a little ewok or something (laughs) what you got there i saw also a couple of these what naked rat dog things like naked wearing little sweaters but fur around their heads and just tip of the tail tip of the tail (laughs) (laughs) just uh you know just tip of the tail (laughs) the tail it just slipped right in there tip of the tail (laughs) (laughs) yeah that old tip of the Tip of the tail. Uh, what if that was the technical word for it? Tip of the tail. <laughs> and then Eden's got fur around its head, yeah. ears, and tip of the tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just said you meant tip of the tail. Like, no, it is a it's tip of the tail. It's a, actually it's a it's an old um, Flemish derivation. I interned with a veterinarian, and it's really? actually yeah, tip of the tail. <laughs> <laughs> you should you had me there for a second. I, I would have believed it. I know, and then I lost it. Because I don't know enough about you to not believe certain things. Like, if you told me, like... I did intern with a vet. You did? But it's not to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Uh, uh. Just... I don't know. <laughs> I think it might... To put a tail. To put a tail um, here. Will you tell me your... Uh, tell me and the listeners the... Uh, my favorite story? Yeah. You know what my favorite story is? About my dad? Yeah. Yes, I will. Okay. When I was, like, in my early 20s, my dad... My dad lives in Orlando, Florida. Which is all that that already? Yeah, it's just. That's, I mean, that's like the largest golf tee in the world. Is describing as something being in Orlando, Florida. It's like, oh, yeah. all bets are off. Yeah, I feel like no. I mean, I don't want to offend somebody, but also like Florida is the worst state. I went to college there and lived there for five years. I feel like it's the worst, but it's also the best. Why? Can you tell me some best reasons? Yeah, um, the rednecks of Florida are the greatest rednecks. They're the most like. They're the most cartoonish. They have, like, their own language. They do. 
Um, they have a lot of still on the rednecks is like the, the whole golf. The golf side of Florida is beautiful. Okay, it really is beautiful. It's, it has some of the most ethnically, not ethnically, um, uh, as far as diversity of animal life and plant life, if any place in the world. It's a very unique Flora ecosystem. And fauna. Yeah, so that's cool. Okay. Also, I didn't really know that about the ecosystem. Yeah, it's quite pretty, it's pretty unique there. The place that shocks me the most in its um, beauty is when I'm in the nor- like uh, like South Carolina. I oh, was just I. Yeah, it is nice. beautiful. I just was not expecting it to be as beautiful when I visited. You mean like the out, the Outer Banks? Like I think the, the Low I Country. Think when, I think they call it. When, even just going to Charleston. Right. Oh yeah, that's Low Country. Yes. So and then we yeah, we crowds. drove out somewhere close to the beach, but I was just surprised with how. Yeah. Hilton Head is that another place? Uh, that's that's Hilton, north. Yeah, Hilton Head. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. But Florida, I have been around a little bit. We would yeah. take some family vacations, like down to Sanibel Island or Captiva. The beaches we went to were like Daytona, New Smyrna, or Cocoa. Okay. Which are all... Yeah. I mean, trash like, beaches. Our spring bake... <laughs> <laughs> spring, ba- spring bake at the tip of the tail. <laughs> tip, of the, tip of the tail, spring bake. I got to do my, my warm-ups. Yeah. Mommy do you have warm-ups? Do you do warm-ups? My M&M's. Bum, what is it? Bum. Mommy made me mash my M&M's. Bum, bum. Daddy Mommy made me cry myself to sleep. Bum, bum. Sisters made me feel real insecure. Bum, bum. My hermit crabs died in my sleep. So then you can just go up in the scale and down. But why Why those words? Well, that's just something that I learned growing up. My, mommy made my mash, mash my M&M's. <laughs> yeah, that's an oh, old classic warm-up. I added the other levels. The hermit crab, probably. Right. And yeah. the daddy making me cry. <laughs> but anyway, so my dad, my parents divorced. Right. That's obvious. And then he moved to Orlando, which you kind of like. I think Orlando is like it's all bets are off. It's it's Jack Daniels Grillers, TGI Fridays. <laughs> it's just a giant TGI Fridays. Is what it is. You know what I picture? It's a like, corporate paradise. Hot cement, crabgrass, mm-hmm. and a pink birdines. But that's definitely true. Also, like deposed South American dictators who have pools, and that's uh, <laughs> that's actually true. Well, actually, that's that's more like South Florida. But there's there's like shit that goes on there that's just like okay, yeah, because no one gives a fuck. Like if you have to like, do you have to you have to traffic a human? I think I, I would start in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's say you come. Let's say it comes down to it, and you gotta and traffic you gotta, a human. You gotta do it. Like try look, Orlando. Hey, look, <laughs> I do not want to do this. <laughs> my hands are t- my hands aren't. My hands. Theirs are, I am being trafficked to traffic humans. <laughs> that would be a new layer. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I was I was trafficked myself. I was actually being trafficked at so, the time that I was trafficking. I humans. had no force to nor forced help to to yeah. blame traffic against me. Anyway, there are some highlights of Florida. I will agree. Yeah, I had some good times there, like at the beach, and it was fun to go there when we were like in eighth grade and yeah. go to the beach and get drunk. Yeah. You could drive right on the beach, take some GHB on a Saturday. Yeah, and run right mm-hmm. ice house. So my dad calls me out around like midnight into the living room, and he was like, "Hey, Wait, we, how old are you here?" I want to say twenty. Okay, sorry, yeah, twenty. Twenty years old. Twenty. I was still in college. Got it. And um, yeah, he was like call, calls me into the living room midnight. He's like, "Hey, come here, check this out. You're gonna see this." And then I was just like, what am, are you going to show me? Because I don't go there that often. Right. He has a wiener dog and <laughs> a wife, and that's pretty much right. it. And Well, his job's crazy, too, but anyway. Right, we'll get into that. He, 
what I just did not expect to see, it was like 18 raccoons eating out of a huge trough of dog food that he had provided them. And then he goes, yeah, thrones and Percy kisses. Because even raccoons deserve dessert. Which I actually agree with because yeah. I'm a huge fan of chocolate. But I was like, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. And he's like, don't worry, every night I bleach the deck. <laughs> and I was like... You what like so his wiener dog would be okay. You know what I mean. Wait, what? And I, so his wiener dog would be safe. I, I was like, safe from what? This is like disgusting. You've made for yourself like a twelve a.m. to two a.m. unpaid raccoon internship. Take back your life. And then my sister was like, "This is absurd." Calculated how much she was spending per year on dog food. Four thousand dollars a year on dog food. <laughs> Didn't calculate the Hershey Kisses or bleach. Right. So they just pretty cheap though. <laughs> yeah, over the years the numbers like really skyrocketed. I mean like <laughs> But we'll say what numbers of raccoons. Yeah. yeah. Raccoons <laughs> skyrocketed. <laughs> till 73 was one of the times they counted. <laughs> 73 raccoons eating. So I was like that's disgusting. One time that I was there, I'd never tell this on stage because it's unbelievable, a black bear was sleeping on the back porch and the coons were like crawling around it. A black bear. A black bear. Oh my fucking God, so in then, Orlando. Yeah. I uh, mean, he like goes out and sometimes they'll like, he like hands them things and they grab it. And I was like, why don't you stop? You know? Right. And he was like, well, on the nights that we don't feed them and stuff, they take their long skinny fingers and they pick up rocks from our rock garden and then they roll them up and down against our bedroom window until we come out and feed them. And I was like, that's terror. <laughs> So I mean, I, it's absolute terror. Yeah, because they're not. You even, can't sleep. They're not even breaking in. No, they're, they're just, just like going like this, <laughs> like until they wake up and come out and scratch. Pour a bag of dog food into a trough while they're like at their feet, like skittering around and touching his pants. He wears clam diggers. <laughs> but anyway, so like he's like it's a problem, and I was like call an exterminator. But then if my dad called an exterminator, he'd be like, oh, I have like. A problem on my hands. I've got seventy-three raccoons, and then the guy would be like, "How?" And my dad would just have to be like, "I don't know." <laughs> no. Direct result of my actions. <laughs> and so he just, my dad decides to go with trapping them and releasing them into the wild. And he would like call and update me and stuff, and be like, "He he put them in his car, which is a Geo, which is like a roller skate." And it's, he would put kind of, those cars are very prone to flip. Well. And one of them got out in the car with him. Wait, so okay, go back. You're so your dad realizes he to solve this problem, he's gonna one by one trap and release. Trap and release. Yeah. Got it. With like those those kind of like the, the little things on the side. Right. Yeah. You blocks. like lure them in. Mm-hmm. But he, he made some of the traps himself. He told me, and I don't know because they were expensive. I don't know. Oh my god! Part of me is thinking like, was it a stick and freaking laundry basket? <laughs> I have no clue. They would have gotten out of that. They're very smart. Oh, they're so smart. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that when they transported them, they they would poke their fingers through the cage and sound like Halloween. Is what he said. <laughs> I mean, I think like, yeah, yeah, like sing the carpenter song. No, I think it was just like, um, like you know those Halloween ghosts in CVS that are like. Yeah. You know, like when you walk by yeah. them and they shake. Yeah, and then jam their fingers through. But my dad said one got out in the car and he had to like run down, open the back hatch and it like hissed at them and ran away. And then another time when he was releasing one that he had named Snorky, he said that it walked up to him when he got out, let its cage, it followed him back to his car. Oh. And I was like, you should run. And he said, no, we've been friends for a long time. 
and it took his long fingers on my dad's leg and like rubbed it twice like meow meow and my dad was like it was like he was saying thank you and I would say, yeah, or thanks for ruining me and my closest 72 relatives' lives. By making us dependent upon your dog food yeah, trough. You, dog food and Hershey Kisses does not grow out here. And he probably yeah. dropped them in, like, a retention pond, which are everywhere. I got eaten up by one of the alligators. Oh, my God. What's the, what's, what's the current status of this? He told me, he's like, I got everything under control. I've caught 39 raccoons, two possums, and a black cat. So this is still, it's ongoing. <laughs> yeah, because they're Halloween. They're not Halloween. It should have been their fucking Halloween cards, yeah. right? Um, it was their Christmas card. Right. And it and it's... Christmas card picture of Of the, the raccoons. Coons, and it said, Merry Christmas from the coons. Uh-huh. Apostrophe coons. <laughs> All the way from Orlando, Florida. I was like, do you know that that's not... You can't yeah. say that? You can't say coons when you call about raccoons? I mean, you can if you're mental. Really? I said that the other day. If you're going to make, I said if you're gonna day, make I your like... Christmas card, send it out, Merry Christmas from the coons, <laughs> you might as well just say Merry Christmas from the raccoons. It's not like... Right. And it's a picture of them all eating out of the trough, the dog food. <laughs> oh, can I get a copy like, of this? Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Oh, man. I... When I got it in the mail, not only did I get that from my card, they included a close-up of one of them. Right. One of the raccoons. Like a close-up. <laughs> like a close-up of him. Like a, my boyfriend went because he was down there for a conference. Right. And uh, it was a very, you know, whatever. He speaks of it nicely. But mm. they're a little nuts. Your you parents. Know? My, my dad and dad. his wife. I mean, his they're wife. feeding raccoons in their backyard. Yeah. Whatever. They think that's normal. That's fine. But they're still feeding. Well, he. I guess my stepmom said to, to, Taper it off. to my boyfriend, he, she, he's... She said, well, we don't want to make Beth out to be a liar. Is so that like they, a vindictive sort of? So they, like that's a, how they still feed. So it's just so their story lives on. So, so. when did he? When did they find out that you were telling, talking about this on stage? Probably like two years ago. Really? Yeah. So this has been going on for? Years. Years. Years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, many years. Wow. But at least since I was about 20. Yeah. Because I have oh not God. been down there in a long time. But I talked to my dad. Did you like, do not want to go down there? No, yeah, I promised I, I wouldn't go back. You promised yourself. A certain, yeah. My dad doesn't always have a way with words. So, I mean, he can be Maybe coarse I, or brisk? Yeah, it's like, it's more um, inept. Like, I, I don't find it to be, cr- like, um, brutal or cruel or, like, oh, really trying right. to hurt me. It's just, it, but it's also not aloof. It's not like, oh, I don't know what I'll say. It's like, yeah. why would you say that? Like, yeah. lack of tact. So yeah, yeah. I, my grandmother used to be like that. Who was a she was a drunk. Mm-hmm. She would drink vodka. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I first found out that she was drinking, I was like, because she always had this glass. She always mm-hmm. had a glass with her. I was like, oh, that's oh, what's in grandma's glass? It's like her like she always drinks out of the same cup. That's cool. Yeah. And I always thought it was like Sprite. I don't know. I don't think I thought it was anything because I was same. so young. I was like, she would just drink it. She drank just. On the rocks. That was her thing. Like, just vodka on the rocks. Like, That's a double. stiff drink. Oh, yeah. Stiff drink. And she would, um, she, when she would start to get tight, you know, she would uh, start to just say stuff. And it was that same sort of, I imagine it was the same sort of thing where she's like, if you called her or not, she would go like, well, well I'm just, I'm just, just an opinion. Or, right. It, well, well, it's, it's true. You know, it's true, Kitty. It's, that is, <laughs> that, that happened. So, right. I mean, what, what, it's like all that. It's like, no, no, no. My dad doesn't dead, do drugs yeah. or 
drink. Right. But yeah, he does. It seems he like that would like be a, a better excuse for him. Right. Sort of like that tactlessness of a. <laughs> like even just this is know. a this is a light version of it. But like when my my comedy album came out, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I showed my the comedy album to your, to my a friend of mine, and he thought you were pretty funny, you know, for a woman and. You know, and it's not even like backwards thinking. Like he did grow up in Virginia, but he's yeah. not dumb. He's yeah. college educated, so it's not like super backwards thought. It's just like, uh, okay, why did you tell me that? <laughs> yeah, like I, that's like you, that's like forcing someone to read a YouTube comment. You're like, <laughs> why did you make me look at this? I didn't uh, need to. I would have been fine if I never heard that. Yeah, if I never heard this 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 specific. Yeah, this and I certainly didn't statement. cry about it or anything. That's not like it didn't make me that right. upset. But in the past, he said things like that are just completely. Off the wall. I feel like there was a point with you when you were like, oh, I don't care anymore. Like, you have like a definitive moment where you're like, oh, I guess I I really don't care about this anymore because it's I'm yeah. like beyond it. You know, we or maybe might, not. We maybe go, you haven't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think you I feel care. like there is. Right. But like, you'll always be connected with your parents right. no matter what. Like, I love my dad. And, right. Um, I don't know if there was ever a point where I was like, I don't care because even we would go years without seeing each other. Right. Like four at one time and then two and two. It's, it's a long been time. two years. Yeah. Um, like I saw him before I moved. I've been in L.A. for two years and I just saw him this summer mm-hmm. again. But he the, right before I moved, he came to Chicago because he had never seen me right. perform. He was in Chicago for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was helping with my yard sale, like right. my moving sale. And I'd like look over and he'd be like selling people things for a dollar. And I'm like, dad, try to get more for the TV. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, but he also does this, he wears like these over the top Oakley sunglasses that like, are meant for snowboarding, but he lives in Orlando. Like they're meant for snowboarders. So you don't have to wear them on your ears. It doesn't affect your yeah. hat or whatever. And they stay on. They're, they're special. He just wears them straight up. Right. You know? And he calls them, like, his x-ray sunglasses. So, like, if we're out in public, he'll, like, say something, like, inappropriate to the waitress. Like, these are my x-ray glasses. They only work on women. You know, like, or he'll call, like, the waitress mom. He'll be like, mom? Mom? Yeah, because you take care of us, because you take care of us. He's just, like, very, like, has these things he repeats. Is he a parrot head? Yeah, a little bit. Parrot head, if you don't know, um, I think some some listeners might not know because... That's not the type of music I intend to talk about, but that is a person who's a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. Maybe attends Margaritaville more than uh-huh. once a month. Uh, parrot heads are a unique type that is sort of like – I feel like Paul Danke is the only parrot head I know. Is he? He is. And I have a lot of respect for him and think he's a hilarious person. I, but yeah, I do too. He is like such a shining exception, I feel like. I loved it when yeah. I would go – like. I, because my stepmom loved it. Okay. But she probably loved the Margaritaville more than that. I guess that. so. I hate it. I hate that whole ethos. To me, it's like to me it's like the worst of white people. It's like that's what white culture has become to some extent, at least for baby boomers. If you're not a – I don't know how to put it, but it's something where it's just it's like foul to me. It's like a really? thing where – it's like littering. To me, like being a parrot head or being in really Jimmy Buffett is sort of like doing a thing where um, – like you just throw a bunch of trash in the ocean, you're like eh, it's gonna walk. It's gonna yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like that. It's like I don't worry about it. Uh, People say that, that I don't worry about it. I, I don't like, worry about it. Or what is it? I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz fifty seven, and French fry potato, big That's kosher it. pickle with a cold draft beer. Beer. Yeah. Beer. 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 Ah, it's a cold beer here. I love peanut butter. Peanut well, peanut butter is good. Also, I like get it under the covers with me. <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah, Jimmy, you just described like a very average hamburger. <laughs> like the most average hamburger. You just described a Wendy's. It's like, wow. It's pretty great there. Really. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but yeah. I don't think you want to hear them. But I, I just, care. I haven't yeah. thought of them in so long. But my stepmom and my dad were big fans of that. Yeah. She's a fan of drinking. Yep. Cruises. What's her What's her drink of choice? It was absolute for a long time. Oh, man. And then she. That's the thing. Vodka drinkers. That's lightened up to. Yeah. To champagne. Champagne. But she, my dad has told me she stopped. So right. Hopefully that is uh, what they're doing over there. Is she, she, is she wicked at times? Would you say? Um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like one time she. God, it's not as funny that wicked stepmother is a real thing and always will be, won't it? Yeah. And I mean, I've had st- I had a stepdad too. I have okay. an ex stepdad. My mom remarried too, and then divorced again. Was that 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 was obviously a different scenario, or maybe not as a uh, how do I what's the word? Not turbulent, but it's not as yeah. There's no raccoons involved, right? No, no, no. But he still had to like live with us, me yeah. and my two older sisters. And I actually liked him at first, and then my two mm-hmm. older sisters we always didn't like him. And then I heard from them. And two then older I, sisters, and then I didn't like him. So you're the youngest of two. Three. three. Youngest of three. Two older sisters and Got me. It. So when you were growing up in the house, you had a stepdad in the house? At some ninth point, birthday. They got married on my ninth, ninth birthday. birthday. Nine years old. So he was like your dad, essentially. Not a gift. Right? Um, I mean, because that's, so, that's a pretty young age, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'm saying. like I actually yeah. did like him at first, but my sisters didn't. And then I was like, yeah, me neither. Wow. So that was a long time of sort of like rallying against this person who is there. Right. Like they're married. So it's, it is your dad, like legally, well, right? Uh, no. How does that work? I don't know how that works. No. I mean, no. I it's mean, not. I would. No, he's not legally your yes, father. Yes, I kind of had to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? Because if he's well, not. Well, mar- he married my mom. And right. so, I mean, it would gross me out whenever they would like kiss in public or right. like, I don't know. But also, he was kind of gross. Like, My mom's like so cute and pretty. And he was like a. It's like a fire crotch Abraham Lincoln Ichabod oh. Crane. Ichabod Crane. That's one of my favorite words that's ever been spoke. <laughs> Ichabod Crane. I feel like I just want to like have a bistro named Ichabod Crane. <laughs> yeah. Come on down to Ichabod Cranes. It's all going to be okay. Ichabod Cranes. Every, every door creaks. <laughs> <laughs> Is it about crane in here? The tables move on their own for some reason. Ooh, it's about crane around here. I picture like all the desserts just caramel apples. Caramel apples with like, there's like rusty sp- fence tops everywhere. Rusty fence tops, crows, they like they dart out at you as you go into the bathroom. What do the bathrooms say? You know how there's like men and women? I don't know. They just say death. <laughs> <laughs> they just have. I, get a, I don't know what they have. I'm not sure. You know, they like dames or lassies. Yeah, dame. or... I have such an issue with that. The yeah. worst is when it's subtle. When it's hard to figure out. Yeah, when it's like, one says, um, one says, hey, the other one says, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what's up, partner? Yeah. The other one says, uh, sweet honey. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I guess I'll go in sweet honey. Sweet honey. Um, Touchdown. <laughs> Pom 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 pom. <laughs> that would be easy to. That would be out. easy, or when they do like the French stuff. Or I've walked into so many not men's bathrooms. Do you bathrooms. speak a little French or no? I speak. Uh, I oh think, yeah, I think do. less than you do. I think you speak more. Mm-hmm. You speak. I did just go to France. It did. How long for the were you first there for? time? To about ten days. It was ten right days. after we were in Montreal. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, Marielle. <laughs> Je suis un Marielle. Did you do a taping there? What did you do? I forget. Funny as hell. Yeah, we both did that, right? HBO's yeah. funny as hell. I'm excited to see that. I think we'll ever get to see it. I was just thinking that yeah. actually yesterday. I forgot we'd done it. Now I'm curious yeah. about what it looks like. Fans in Canada. Beth and I both did a stand-up yeah. taping called Funny as Hell, hosted by John Doerr. Mm-hmm. John Doerr is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. He's hosting some show I'm doing tonight. I didn't know he was on it. I'm just like... Can't wait. It's like wait, watching maybe a person. I'm wrong. But in the future, I okay. saw his name on something and I was just looking forward to it. Yeah, he's sort of like, if you think about like a warrior who's not like an, I don't know, he's like a berserker. Uh, like a berserker. You know I what was I mean? going to say, pacifist warrior doesn't come to mind, doesn't make any sense at all, but like, very chill warrior. Very chill. I feel like he's not chill. He's not as chill. Really? I mean, I don't think... I don't know. I have a weird word. With the, word the word chill and I don't really get along. Chill. Anytime I say chill, I'm almost always saying it ironically. <laughs> like, yeah, you can just chill here. So I'm pretty chill. Yeah. Oh, no, it's cool. She's like super chill. So is she getting a new girl? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like it's super chill. She's just like, you know, we can go down to fucking Ichabod Cranes and have a couple cold ones. It's no big deal. <laughs> she's just like... She's mad chill, bro. So it's like... They have to even say bro. People say chill who don't even say bro. It's just like, Very chill. Yeah, it's, no, it's going to be real chill. It's going to be real chill. <laughs> now I'm going to second guess anytime I say chill. Do you want to come over? Is it going to be chill? Oh, yeah. It'll be super chill. It's just going to be like, you know, Francis and uh, Top Heavy and uh, Ding Dong <laughs> and old, uh, old Snakeskin. But Snakeskin probably will be outside the whole time. I was so. going to say, if Snakeskin's, Snakeskin's the dog, inside, Snakeskin's he's the not going to make it chill. Should have named my dog Snakeskin. Rabbit school. Snakeskin. You want the fennel or the pickle? <laughs> Beth is referencing a vine. I love your vines. They're, they're, they can be good. They can also be whatever. I don't know. They're just inspirational moments. Is all they are. They're not, not real. That's not, nothing's real. Nothing. Nothing's is. real. Mm-hmm. Your face is real. It is. As far as I can tell, it's real. Yeah. So is Ichabod Cranes. Well, you can get some investors on Ichabod that if you're Crane. listening. Do you have any favorite words? Um, parapluie. Parapluie is umbrella. umbrella, right? Yeah. Pomplamoose. Oh yeah. That was ruined by a shitty band of that. That same was name. a band. They did have. Yeah. They were a pretty big blip They're on the a Target radar. band. Is that what they were? You know, it's like a band's in a Target commercial. So okay, yeah, yeah. but they did covers. They did. I don't even know. I just know they were a band, and they were like, like, oh, now that's that word. I can't use that word anymore. Pomplamoose. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what other words do I like? No, I, I for a while I was making a list. I had a master list of words. Of that words were that good. you liked or said a lot. Words that I just liked the way they sound because certain words are like certain words just sound good, and there's no there's no getting around it. You know, the sad sad truth is faggot is a great word. Well, it sounds great. It's got some faggot. It's got like a plosive. Yeah, it's got a hard. No, like er, not a plosive. Um, it's not a plosive. It's I don't know what it is. There's some linguistic guttural person. maybe faggot. Yeah, but if you see, you can use faggot a lot if you want to. You can just talk about like, like a bundle of you know sticks. Oh, uh, I was out gathering some faggots for the evening's cooking fire. Yeah, or I it helps if you say if you say it. Of, like, is it yeah. pack of faggots or it's just pack of fags? Pack of I don't know. It could be either way. Fag. A pack of fags. Pack of fags. I was out in the rain gathering up some faggots for the fire. Mum asked me to go out there, and all the, oh, I couldn't find a dry faggot among. The bunches. <laughs> it's terribly cold. Wind was whipping off the moor. <laughs> oh, that's that's too elegantarian for like a person who'd be gathering fags. Right, it'd be more so, like. Cool. I, I don't even know. I can't. I've only got one leg. 
I've only got I've, I've only, only got, got one, one leg, leg here. Oh, I've only got one, one leg. The so problem here is I've only got one leg. I can't answer the phone. I, I've only got one leg. Oh, can't answer. I'm losing it. I'm getting really tired. I'm not yeah. good at. I'm not You're not good at good. accents at all. I took it like a international phonetics alphabet international class. phonetics wait hold on international is it international phonetic alphabet IPA um India Pale Ale <laughs> those are real chill if you have a chance to have an IPA, IPA. yeah is it in- international phonetics international alphabet? phonetic alphabet I think no. that's what it is but I took that class got it so or in college I, yeah I could mm-hmm. just write it write that out under anything and then you should be able to actually speak it oh because you're writing out this you're sounding it out and writing the sounds that are translated from each dialect Got it. underneath it and then you can make those, make those sounds. pronunciations I took Italian for a semester in college Same. uno semestre I don't know how, I'm probably saying it wrong I, because Da-da-da-da. I took French for so long it really messed with my head mi fromaggi mi pantalone yeah. I had this really funny Italian professor named Jeff Root and he was probably about he was Italian he was from Emilia Romagna di Emilia Romagna He's from Emilia, the region of Emilia Romagna, or however you say it, which is like northern Italy. And he was about five five, maybe five four, very small man. And he had the cutest fucking voice. He had this voice where he had had a little little lisp. He'd say stuff like, "This is very for that little lisp." And he'd say stuff like, "Um, oh no, yeah, oh Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood. I love him so much. He's, oh, oh Janet Jackson. Oh." Like he would, he loved Clint Eastwood and Janet Jackson, and he like to so so obsessively. Man, it's, something about that class was so funny because this little guy, Jeff Root, would like get so excited about stuff, and he always said that the only time my accent was ever, he's like, you do accent like it's a, a French person speaking Italian. It's it's terrible. And so the, the only time I, he'd say I was good is if I did like my cartoon version, like like quanti anni hai, mia pirvelocia. I was like, oh, that is great. See, you must do it like that. I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. It sounds like I'm doing an impersonation of like an Italian cartoon. He's like, no, that's good. That's hard because when you get there and you're standing in the shop, right? Like even in France, they can speak English, which is like right. great and also slightly disappointing. Quanti anni hai? <laughs> Quanti anni hai? Mi Uh Mi He always did that. Like, it was close. Uh, si, mi escarpe. Mi pantalones. Mi pantalones. Si. Mi escarpe. Mi, uh, whatever the shoe is. What shoe? I don't know. Oh. Mi escarpe. I almost said shoe bliette. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to get me. <laughs> so I'll take a right. shoe bliette. Uh, I say it. I love. I love, I love shoe bliette. I think that there's, isn't there something with uh, Southerners and French? There's definitely like that weird connection where like Southern women love speaking French. Chibliettes. Oh, well, look at that. Diane got herself some chibliettes. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> oh, we just got, well, well we're going to come on down here for a mat. A mat oh, is it a matinee here? Matinee. Well, I guess I'll wear my jupe and my chibliettes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, look at that bitch. Got her chibliettes out on a Monday. Mm. Fleur de lis. Fleur de lis. That's on a lot of like uh, have, decorations. I in have nice a tattoo of fleur de lis. You do in both my armpits. I got no, when you I was don't. sixteen. I was a wild child back then. I was real crazy. Wait, you really do? Yes, I do. I got real. I was a real crazy girl growing up. I was into all sorts of boys and smoking and doing all sorts of partying and 
I just bon vivant, le bon temps roulé. That's what we grew up bon saying, my mama. My mama, because my mama will never look at my pits. No, it, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. So I, that's why I got my Florida Lee tattoo in my pities. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's me as a girl, a southern yeah. girl. No, that I was a t- crazy southern girl. I have no tattoos. You have any tattoos? Yes. Okay. Yeah, on my wrist and on my back. Got it. They're all handwriting. Really? Yeah. Does it even have to do with records? None of them no. have to do with raccoons. I want to get a tattoo of that story. Oh, raccoon! You just get the whole story on get your the back. Story, or get like a pictogram, like a, like an Egyptian pictogram with a story. I mean, my dad's yeah. like pet him a little. God, he could have been bit. And he could have struck with rabies. Struck. I feel like they don't. They probably don't have rabies, though, do they? I mean, I guess you would what notice. I always was under the impression that if an animal had rabies, it was foaming at the mouth and acting funny. Yeah. I pretty much downplay almost any danger whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe I'll I'll probably die. This is what my last words will be. Uh, it's, it's fine. Right. Or like, no, it's, don't worry about that. That's actually, that's not true. Well, that, and that's I do the true. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing, like, with other humans. Right. Like, I usually downplay it because for some reason me dying is mm-hmm. less embarrassing than me thinking I'm about to be killed. Right. Being... So, like, if someone's behind me and I'm like, hey! Yeah. And they're like, whoa. Whoa, Because they react to you like, chill. Chill out, man. It's Margaritaville. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> God. Looking for that lost shaker of soul. God, just, God, just look at that lost shaker of soul. <laughs> we, we, we've created this sort of, like, private hell here where everything is taking place in Margaritaville. <laughs> and, like, people keep telling you to chill, but there's, like, this real, real danger of rabid raccoons that are... Uh, but, like, I don't want to look like an a-hole who's, like, right. scared by a guy following me or right. somebody scaring me. So I instead I just play it cool. Play it cool. Did you ever see the girl with the dragon tattoo or read the book? I saw the... Um... I saw both. I saw the original. Was it Swedish? Yeah, Swedish. I, I maybe da- which I really Danish? enjoyed. I, Danish. Yeah, Danish. Yeah. I don't want to be like sound elitist and be like the original was the best, but I did see that one first, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very good. And I saw the American version where they had British accents. They did. Well, some of them Craig? because they have Peter. No, um, what's his name? The great Swedish actor. The whole family of them. They're all like those beautiful men. Uh, I, women love them. Um, by a vow, uh, women love them. Oh. Swedish guys, Swedish last name, father, son. Oh. Not Bogdanovich, not um, name. They are... Daniel Craig. Not Daniel. He's the main character. Okay. Whatever. Someone, listeners, you know who we're talking about. It's a fucking... They're actors. You're IMDb right Multi-generational now. actor and group. Are they blonde? Yeah, of course they're blonde. They're Swedish. Actually, we can look it up real quick. We can fucking do it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it here real quick. I thought the original one was better, and I don't mean to be whatever. Somebody was trying to tell me that the the lead girl was the same in each one. I I don't think that's true. No, absolutely not, because the one in the original was so scrappy and, like, raw. Mm. And I'm not saying that Remy Muno or whatever. Remy Muno. Well, I'm really th- good with names. The reason I brought that up is because there was that was that one part of it. Remember where this actor in question, the older one who I'm talking about, is able to—I won't spoil anything—but basically was able to get put someone in a compromising position just by calling. Remember he calls him out on on leaving. He, Daniel Craig's trying to leave, 
And he's like, mm-hmm. come in, have a drink. Okay, yeah. And basically he gets them just because yes, yes, people yes, don't yes. want to be impolite. They'll kill or or lead them to believe that they've been spooked a little. Yeah, so you know, like, like, like I, think about that a lot. I think about that all the time. Ever since I heard saw that movie, I'm like, it's almost about like that. polite being polite over protecting yourself. Yeah, well, you know when something's bad, you have, things have like a smell. It's like something's not right here. You feel it in your body, and you're like, maybe your heart beats a little, but you're yeah, or adrenaline up, but you're just like, okay, I'll just. Try to be normal. Mm-hmm. And if Which you're wrong, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah if you're wrong, oh, he you was just, so wrong. He was wrong. Well, he was that, right, but he was wrong well, to yeah, act on his politeness. Yeah. But here's my question: mm-hmm. If he had been, been like spooked, you know, and be like, "No, I'm good," and ran. Yeah. Or, did you see that movie, The Zodiac? I didn't. No. Well, there's just a moment when Jake Gyllenhaal is feeling that way, right? And nothing is going to happen in that moment, mm-hmm. but he runs out, like. Wow. Like he runs out from a guy from a guy he was speaking with who had taken him down. And I'm not ruining anything. Yeah. Who had taken him down to look at some files, and he gets spooked. Right. And the guy remains creepy, but right. nothing happens. But he runs his ass out of there like a little kid. Because I guess it's because it seems like you're like a little scaredy cat. Right. But and growing up, great to be alive. Right. It's great to be alive. But growing up, everyone's always scared of being the scaredy cat. Yeah. They don't want to be the wuss. Mm-hmm. I feel like now maybe I have the opposite problem where. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess that's the truth. I don't even know. But I tend to. Th- I think I tend to tend to think I'm. Oh, I'll be fine. I'm good. No one's gonna fuck with me. I know. They did fuck a little with me, invincibility. Like, <laughs> but I'd probably just walk in the middle of the street. I also think that I would handle things differently when I'm watching a movie, mm-hmm. and then if I were in that position, I probably would act how maybe they are acting. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know. I want to publicly call out something. Mm-hmm. I think we should, as people. Stop caring about spoiling things. Okay. You know what I mean? I just did that just now. Yeah. But I just was protecting it because I... Who gives a fuck? protecting it. One I time, know. I remember in high I school we were that, reading though. Of Mice and Men, and yeah. then I just... I, I had read it all the way, and my friend was still reading it. And then I went like this under the sentence that said, like, Lenny killed him. Lenny, Lenny kills. And I just was like, oh, this part's important. Yeah. And then I ruined the book for it. But she didn't, though. But it was so fun. Yeah. And she also still read the book. You still read the book, because that's... I don't know who told me this at some point in time, but they said, the ending doesn't matter, it's how you tell the story, which is... That's why people watch things more than once. Obviously, there's movies like The Sixth Sense that are mm-hmm. predicated completely upon a twist at the end. Haley and Joel Osment. Yeah. He has grown, but his face has stayed the same. He, uh, yeah, he looks incredibly like a, bizarre. His face actually stayed the same, but then everything else grew. He looks I really interesting. I don't like to be mean, but he was some you know horrible website put together a list of child stars that have not, Progr- not, not, not grown, broken the veil. Not, that haven't. That pierced the veil. That didn't grow up better. What is it? It doesn't um, matter. I can't say words right now. They didn't. Uh, Growing up didn't. Fit them quite well. Right. It didn't suit them. Right. Some people grow into their beauty, like yeah. a Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah. She's gorgeous. I don't even know what she looks like as a child. Well, that's the thing I know from this website oh. that I unfortunately clicked on. What website? I couldn't tell you. Something okay. like Dirty Laundry. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm ashamed. Dirty Laundry. I was trying to write jokes, some pop culture jokes. Okay, you trying to do a packet? No, oh. it was just like some random panel thing I was yeah. auditioning for. Panels. I know. The state of comedy. What do you think about the state of comedy? I think it's tough to navigate. 
-hmm. You have to kind of choose what you want to be a part of and not be overwhelmed by the fact that you don't want to be a part of something that's really popular. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I I challenge myself to do that today, but my act is not about pop culture. I don't keep up with it. Like, I'm not not to say I'm not intrigued by an Us magazine. Like, I'll flip through this and be entertained while I eat something. But, But, yeah, it's not part of my act and I don't, like, connect with it. Yeah, I don't think that. I think it's just pretty gross. Kind yeah, of thing. It's also, so it's hard to it's to look at yeah. something like a panel show, mm-hmm. see it work so well for people, yeah, and then be like, I should do that, right? And then you have to say, well, but then you're not, so you're like, am I not because I'm not good at it, or I should try to be good at it? Yeah, or, it's stupid. I just need to let go because it's not really. It's like I feel like I should challenge myself, is it? Right, or like that I'm failing if I don't. Yeah, I guess you can always challenge yourself and not care about the outcome. You just use that as a right. challenge, you know. Well, I force myself to write those things. I like doing that sometimes, doing a thing where like, oh, yeah, because it takes you out of your element sort of. And I rarely do it. Right. But, yeah, what do you think about the state of comedy? I don't know. That's why I asked. <laughs> you needed the answer? Oh, I don't know. I don't really care. I, I feel like everything is uh, – I watched this documentary last night called um, Death by China. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm no stranger to apocalyptic documentaries. Like I know a lot about that type of like um, global politics and things of that nature. And like, mm-hmm. but sort of stuff in that movie, I'm like, I can't fucking believe this is true. There's but- stuff where well, <laughs> America is basically we're we're, we're done. <laughs> we're 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 basically on the way out because. We've we've essentially completely sold out to Chinese interests to the point now where I don't like I guess maybe like if today if there was a massive restructuring of mm-hmm. the way we trade because um, all these different aspects that create an unfair advantage for Chinese products in America and it it's that sounds like so 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 small but basically it's like a thing where um, because. Of their being a, them being a communist country because of them being so la- so large, and because of them not enforcing any type of pollution or human rights things, they're able to to have such a distinctively unfair advantage in the manufacturing process that mm-hmm. that there's no hope for American companies to compete. And all the big all the biggest companies, the companies that make the most money and do the most products, are all multinational. So they're not they used to be American, but they're now they're they're not really American at all. They're international companies, but they have direct influence in the American government. So basically, long story short is is that we have been feeding China for, I don't know, uh, ever since ever since the Ch- Chinese joined the World Trade Organization in 1990, 2000, 2001, I don't, yeah, when they joined in 2000, 2001, that allowed them to be a global trading partner with us. And since then, it's been like this fucking massive race of inequality, like not race, but like a, like a like a speeding toward inequality in terms of the trade deficit, and uh, it's something where we're just we're so fucking out of balance that so the Chinese because we've been borrowing from them now. Oh, we That's, we're in they they own a great they own of several debt. trillion they own something like thirty trillion dollars of American debt, okay. and they also are amassing the largest army in the world, and they have the largest population. So it's this weird thing where, like you know, people huff and puff about Iran and different other like rogue Arab states, maybe having or Pakistan having nuclear weapons, but 
all this fucking shit. It's all manufactured in China. And every every flight control, every flight flight panel, every printed circuit board, they're all made in China. So so what happens is, is these companies that develop and produce stuff in China, there are American patents and American it's American R and D to start with. But the Chinese just go, thank you. We've been manufacturing that now. Now we're going to make our own version of that McDonnell Douglas 3737. And it's right. called a, you know, a Mao Airbus or whatever. Okay. It's cheaper and it's their, it's our technology, but they just, we have no way of telling them, no, you, 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 you guys can't do that. Like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean we can't do that? Yes, we, we, we just did. We, yeah. we, we've been making this for the past 10 years or longer. And also, um, we own you. Yeah, we own you. So there's also this book I've been reading right now. It's called A Super Sad True Love Story. I think I may be saying the title wrong, but something to the effect of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it's so amazing, but it's all about how it's like a, it's a fictitious. It's uh, it's kind of comedic too. Take on like sort of maybe a couple years from now, how we'll be we're living in we'll be living in times where the only jobs are retail, media, and um, and uh, like finance, basically, and so that everything else is because we've basically completely sold ourselves to China. So, um, like China, yeah, China's influence in America is is over overwhelming and overarching, and it's like complete. So, we're just like a ward of the Chinese, the Chinese, the company. We're America is essentially just a different. Uh, state inside China, and that's it's true. That's how it is right now. It was, it's weird to see this documentary. You see all these different you see Republicans and Democrats saying the exactly same thing. But it's such a such a grand problem that it's kind of apolitical in terms of like mm-hmm. our petty squabbles among Democrats and Republicans because it's something that's it's, it's it has to do with the interest of America America's longevity. So it's this weird. Thing where like it evokes this nationalistic pride in me, but at the same time it's also, I mean, basically it's like we're it's it's done. Right, the but, American experiment is, is right. Almost, I was going to say, much failed at this point. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's an interesting point, and I can see where you're coming from. Right. I guess the, the next thing that, or I guess my mind would go to is what changes, or I mean, like does does do they? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I guess we don't know. There, there's there is an outcome there's, because if. Right. They, t- you know, America's. I felt. I feel like America boasts the largest army, and I'm not they saying they do. But we're uh, we're. Could we possibly even attack them if they came? Because they'd be like, "What are you doing? We made you." I guess so, but it, or we keep you afloat. We do, but um, I mean, they keep us afloat. They keep us afloat, but the whole the whole point of that that trade relation thing was was when Bill Clinton signed it into law when they they allowed. China to join the WTO is a thing where, oh, now we can sell all of our awesome American goods to China, mm-hmm. and they can sell us some of their stuff too. That has been a one-way street since the beginning. We haven't sold shit to China. Okay. We haven't sold a goddamn thing. All we've done is send factories and jobs over there. Like Something like 57,000 American factories have closed since that, and they've been reestablished in China. It's just, oh my god! I know, isn't that crazy to think that all this stuff though? Because it's yeah. something where it's so it's, it's such not a, something I spend enough time on. I honestly, but maybe it's bad. Even th- I mean, not bad, but it's I. I feel like I learn these things and I think about them, and then it, sort of everything else seems so so small because it's something where yeah, you know, we're so it powerless. Makes me feel, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It just mostly makes me right. feel powerless. Not to the point where I'm like, why even vote? Right. But like, it, I I do vote 
but I'm not yeah. very politically active other right. than presidential election so it's like i'm not doing anything but also yeah. it's because i feel so powerless it's just like it's like the cliche of well if everybody thinks that then nothing will happen yeah but i'm like contributing to that i guess i know me too we, well, that's the problem is we all are i do it too i buy chinese products all the goddamn time well i just i mean i remember my grandpa saying stuff like only get stuff made in america Grandpa's but that's are... probably not even true anymore i mean that's probably well it's almost it's it's true but it's also almost impossible there's certain things you couldn't if you wanted to. You could spend weeks and travel across the country trying to find this product made in America. And it's like, no, we just plain don't make that anymore. Yeah. Like shoes. We don't make sh- we make hardly like 1% of shoes are made in America. It's stuff like that where it's just like, yep, we don't do shoes no more. I know. What don't are do we, shoes. Right, don't do phones. What are we have? Yeah. What are we going to have to make besides art and music? I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have a massive sort of um, implosion, financial collapse. The American economy will be reduced to rubble. Um, a lot of people will die because they'll die of shock and sort of like frustration that they're unable to to live the same inflated lifestyle they have been living for so long. And then the, what will be left is a bunch of bards and farmers <laughs> And and all of the doomsday yeah. preppers, right? Well, have I, you ever I think a lot of those. Do- I have watched it. I think a lot of those doomsday preppers have got it wrong, though. Why? Because I think cause, I'm not saying I think they're uh, yeah. spot on, right, and mentally healthy. Oh yeah, I definitely. Just, I just wh- why do you say that? Well, because I kind of think it's like something where you can't really prepare for it. It's more like the only way to prepare for something like that is just to have a lot of friends and to just know it's coming, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like you can't prepare for a tidal wave, right? I mean, no. you can't like, we're going to build the biggest fucking wall to stop the the water. It's going to be 1,000 feet high, guaranteed to stop even the most hardcore of waters. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, that fucking broke. That water is actually quite heavy. <laughs> we did not account for that. When yeah. actually, oh, well, I guess we could have just moved in a, a couple thousand feet. Yep. <laughs> They've just done that instead of building in a giant steel wall against the tidal wave. The last one I watched, they had yeah. a, well, they did have a big steel placard that they put at the top of their stairs to be able to aim a gun down and bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I love but that it's sort like of thing. It's like if you're coming in every day, you're not going to climb over and move a 300-pound panel. That's what I love panel. about it. <laughs> and if somebody is running up the stairs at you, I don't know, I guess in their mind, right. apocalypse happens like just in a slow wave and as everybody right. starts coming to them because they see that they're one of the houses left right. they have to barricade up but yeah it's weird it's like it's it's sort of the opposite of a community it's like this thing where you become oh, yeah. like apocalypse in most people's mind is this opportunity to be defensive when it should be the opposite it's like it's the thing you survive you'll die faster the more defensive you are you have to be inclusive and community based because that's how people survive is that's how people survived Throughout also civilization is by forming communities. They think they're families. Enough. Yeah, you have like a family. You have like a. a but the larger... daughter's gonna ruin it when she runs out of the house to find her boyfriend. Well, you know what? That's why we have stories. Love. We have stories, right? Obviously, <laughs> uh, that's the story telling the campfire to keep them from running out again. It's like, look, about twelve years ago, Jolene thought it was okay. To, to, to leave date outside, the compound. To date outside the race. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how racism got restarted. <laughs> that's basically what it is, yeah. We put our lives in jeopardy. Distrust. But they call them like bug out vehicles. Bug out, yeah. My brother was going to make me a bug out bag. He has a bug out bag. Well, 
bug out bag maybe for an emergency in the yeah, back of your car. I could dead. understand. Yeah. Are you ready for an earthquake? No. Neither am I. No, I've never. I've been in one apparently since I've lived here, right. but I didn't wake up or no. I wasn't a big one. Yeah. Have you been in a big one? I yet? was in one for a while. For the first three or four years I lived here, every time I it was an earthquake, I found out about it as the plane landed in someplace else. I was like, oh, it was just an earthquake. I just missed it. God, oh, I was actually starting here. to get pissed. I was like, God damn it. You keep missing I want to experience an earthquake. And the first time I was, uh, I lived downtown at the time in like a tall, like loft kind of building. And they had like a gym on the roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really hungover. And I went to the bathroom in the gym. And it's like, you know, like those loft buildings where it's like very airy and like, you know how like you know how lofts are. Oh, yeah. You know, that like loft style. You know, like Brick. a gym on a roof. You've been there. Brick. <laughs> You've been there. Uh, well, they had, they had, like, the toilet was sort of um, wasn't secured as mm-hmm. well as it should be. So it kind of had like a little bit of a teeter to it. Mm-hmm. You sit on it. So I'm sitting on this toilet, moving my bowels, hungover mm-hmm. after, during my gym use. And it's good for you for getting there, you know, man. Yeah, I get up to the gym and the toilet starts shaking a bit. I'm like, oh god, this fucking toilet! I'm so hungover. I'm just like dizzy, right? And then, it, then I start to realize, oh, I'm in an earthquake right now, and I am my pants are down, and I'm on a I'm like two feet away from an external brick wall, nine stories up. Oh my god! Yeah, it was okay. Obviously, because it wasn't a severe earthquake, right. but it was like. Talk about the worst way to die. On a toilet. <laughs> on a toilet. down. Hungover. Just, and they would have found me, like, nope. dead among a bunch of bricks and a cracked ceramic toilet. And, like, just a, not even a lot of shit. Just, like, a little <laughs> so shit. That would be worse. get be, that far. Be like a poultry amount of poo-poo. <laughs> just, like, a little bit of, like, what's that terrible, oh, what is that terrible smell? Among just, tons of rubble. Right. I think the the photos that I was shown as a kid when we were learning about mm. earthquakes was probably more terrifying. Yeah, I'm not scared. That's the thing. I kind of, it's not. It goes back to the thing where I'm like, oh, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think about them. I mean, that's probably a bad way to live your life if you're constantly thinking about when the earthquake is yeah. going to come. But that's like being a doomsday prepper, right? Living in fear, constantly being yeah. prepared. I mean, they have an insane amount of. Like he's like, I've got twenty thousand rounds of um, bullets in my house. You gotta enough, shoot your way to life. Enough dry food to survive for uh, three years. I'm just like, what gas happens to... when that dry food expires in twelve years? That's why you have to have friends. That's gotta have like buddies and a community and someone who like knows how to take care of horses. <laughs> That's if it happens. That's if. if, like, if. But yeah, the uh, I think a real earthquake would probably be terror. Yeah, there's something. There's something. Uh, talked about, you know, like the big one, the, the supposed the big earthquake, which is a thing where we haven't had like a massive earthquake in California in over 100 years, which means we're overdue. And there's a scenario. Uh, my girlfriend's dad is a works. He's like a FEMA response. Like he's like if someone if there's an emergency, he's like one of those people's on call because he's a structural engineer. So mm-hmm. and he took some long like weekend class about the whole possibility for the big shakeout. And they talk about how entire section of California would be like severed like all gas and electricity lines would be severed so there's a potential that would be about six weeks of chaos slash austerity oh no <laughs> like six weeks and like fires everywhere like that's like the the worst case scenario but it's a very it's a very real possibility though too it's not it's not like it's not right. that far out like that that could very well happen but 
That's probably won't be that big of a deal, I guess. We'll just be here. We'll, we'll just be here. I'll do the podcast again. Yeah, I got a lot of batteries. We could do like some pretty epic podcasts. Be re-uploaded. Be, there on. would be still one yeah. guy who's just like, I'm cool. I'm just listening to my podcast. Yeah, I'm just uh, losing their mind across. What if that was a doomsday prepper? He was like, his whole thing was uh, just downloading tons of podcasts because his biggest fear in the apocalypse is boredom. He's like, look, I've got, I've got a whole garage full of batteries I've here. Stockpile twenty thousand podcasts. Look. I've got, I've got multiple formats so I can travel with them at a high-level high listening. I've been donating to Johnny Pemberton, so I don't feel bad about taking these 20 years from now. Yeah, a quick quick pause here. Please donate. donate. You said, Beth. You have such a, better, such a nice voice. Please donate to Johnny Pemberton. There's a donate button right on to, down to the left. Up to the left. It's up to the left, actually. Please click the donate button. We can't do it without you. Thank you. Have you ever worked a pledge drive? No. No, no. I mean, I've done volunteer stuff, right? And and pledged things for running something. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my God, you could be a ventriloquist. You think so? I was wondering where that sound came from. It was your mouth. But I just was making it. Uh huh. Yeah, but it sounded more uh-huh. like a lady going. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. What's the guy's name? The big, the big Jeff famous Dunham. Jeff Dunham. You ever met him? No. Have you? No. I haven't spent any time with him at all. Would you like to meet Jeff? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But I don't. No offense. Yeah, I'm, me too. Yeah, I'm okay. You have any stories you want to close with? What do you think? Um, want to talk about chocolate? Sure. Yeah, I've been eating. I had ch- I had chocolate covered almonds for breakfast. Okay. They were right on my desk. I bought them in the airport. <laughs> I bought them. But I'm in the LaGuardia. LaGuardia smelled like an actual toilet. Oh God. Yeah. And my plane was an hour delayed. You flew in today? I got in last night. Like, oh, how long you Lost my bag. I'm here. Okay. I've been here. gone for freaking ever, and I'm here. Um, and then hopefully you'll be around to do that show. I probably can't. You can't? I can't. I don't think so, unless something um, changes. Okay. That was pretty interesting, right? Sorry. What? What? Do you have any upcoming dates people can see you performing? Uh-huh. Where? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only one I can remember right now is... The 19th? The 19th. It's at, an evening with me at yeah, Meltdown. Headlining at Meltdown. Go to that for sure. 9 p.m. November 19th. What about um, weekends bucks. away anywhere? you have any idea? you have anything scheduled? Anything Just, books? I have, no. No, no, like, no clubs. I have a couple colleges. Where? When? UC Riverside. Riverside. November, November 16th. Okay. Is What month is it? I don't even We're know. We're in November right now. November 16th, I right? think. With Gerard. Carmichael. Gerard Carmichael. He's going to be on this podcast very soon. Oh God! Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a delight. Gerard is also a part of that same club as us. Mm-hmm. I feel like ours Definitely was the best. We had a great club. Definitely the best. Yeah, we had a really strong club. Strong club. We're talking about Montreal. Montreal. Le visage nouveau mm-hmm. de some year. Yeah, 2011. So we have that coming up. What else? What Je else? I want to just like promote promote you. Thank you. How I mean, I my it? website is sweetbeth.com. Beth's album. I have an album called Sweet Beth. Buy Beth's album. We'll put the link up on the show page so you can Thank buy you. it directly from the. Can you buy the audio version, the MP3 version of it? Yeah, we, you can get it directly off of Rooftop Comedy's what about website. Amazon, no? Yeah. Okay, so we'll it's put that link up. Yeah. So the link for that, maybe, you know what I might even do actually? What? If with your permission, I might play a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. I'm going to play a clip after what we're doing right now. I can right send now. you one or whatever you want. This is so great. It's, I could send you one that's kind of a story, and then that can be the closing story. Yes, yes, okay. 
Um, it's also I... about my dad. Oh, is it about his jobs? No. no. It's more about a water park that he took us to oh, in man. Orlando. God, there's so much. This, I guess we'll, this is a classic adjourn. We're going to adjourn. Maybe we should like make a sound or something, some sort of a cool sound. You have like a sound you've been interested, you've been finding interesting lately. Um, usually all through November, my dad. Sorry again, will okay. call and just be like, <laughs> which is yeah, a turkey, which goblin. is like get ready for Thanksgiving. I don't want to do it too loud. Yeah, that's a, that's an offensive sound. That was really that was a thanks thanks so much. That was so real. Thank you, thank you, so much. thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to tune in again later. Uh, definitely get Sweet Beth the album. Go to Sweet Beth the website. Go see Sweet Beth live. Yeah. Also, uh, check her out on Twitter. Yeah, it's at, at Beth Stelling. I'm not, on Twitter. You're not super into Twitter, though, are you? I tweet. But you're not like, you know, some of us, some of us are more. I'm not super into it. I'm not. I'm not I try you know, to be, keep, but then I get just, a little worried. I try to be, keep, I keep, worried. We're going to keep doing this level for like another minute or so. So I, you're not super into Twitter? It overwhelms me. It overwhelms you. Yeah, I find it too. But you know what? You're so funny. You don't need it. It's like, yeah. Some people have that. That's their thing. And if they want to be on Twitter, that's that's their thing. Well, it's just we, we have different roads we travel on as people. And some people, um, you know, it's like an arc. Some people are a hockey stick like Al Gore. Right. And some people are like a long rolling hill that just is covered in mustard seed flowers because the Spanish visited there. It's true. That That is true, actually. I know. It is true as a metaphor and as an actual fact thing that exists. Historical fact. Southern California is beautiful. Cool, because I'm looking through the windscreen right now, and it's like you're wearing a veil. It's also like we are in a fencing tournament. We're in a fencing tournament, and um, I wouldn't do this. I think I would like to wear a veil. If I get married, I'm gonna use my own hair as my wedding veil. How would you do that? Just like put it right out my own hair over, oh, okay. and then have my husband lift it up. You mean like a crazy person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, thanks everybody for listening to Twisting the Wind. Today, your guest was Beth Stelling, a dear friend of mine. I just started talking before the fade. I had it all set up to talk after the fade. And now, well, here we are, everybody. Here we are. So, uh, <laughs> that happened. Thanks so much for listening. Please, go to... <laughs> so nice to be here. I'm going to play a clip from Beth's album. This is going to be the, be the this is going to be the musical section of the episode, and next week it's going to be real special. So bye. So uh, my mom left me probably one of the best voicemails of all time. It's saved um, and will be forever. Um, she called. She's this great gal, elementary school music teacher, just an angel, and uh, she called and left me a voicemail, and it, it was this, uh, honey. Um, call me back. Uh, I walked into the house after school and, uh, and I was hit with a wall of poop. <laughs> I walked down into the basement and Nigel's crate is filled with poop and diarrhea. Honey, he's covered. Uh, I think I'm going to have to put him in the tub. Call me back. <laughs> I was like, Mom, you raise three girls on your own and you're needing me to tell you. Okay, yeah.
yeah, just put your your shirt over your nose, <laughs> walk up to the kitchen, get uh, the fantastic from underneath the sink. It's an Ohio cleaning spray. Uh, I love how she needs me to tell her the perils of raising a puppy. It's all right, Mom. We're all, we're, we're all always learning. Uh, so my mom watched all of the Olympics this summer. I didn't watch a single Olympic. And... Um, <laughs> She called, and she was like, she said, Honey, um, I think that what you do, stand-up comedy is so hard that it should be an Olympic event. And if it were, you would win gold in women's stand-up comedy. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. I'll keep trying. Goodbye, Mary. Take care. I can't believe how cold it is. It's so cold. Are you fucking serious? of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.